Welcome to Random Thoughts with Nicole L. Turner. Today I want to talk to you about emotions don't come with a manual. Welcome to today's episode of Random Thoughts with Nicole L. Turner. So I was listening to a sermon and it was talking about the different types of rage, like verbal rage, physical rage, and emotional rage. The piece about emotional rage really stood out to me. So I'm going to take a quote from that sermon. And it said, the result of not finding a way to communicate what you're frustrated about is emotional rage. Emotional rage is where you lock down emotionally. You say, I know you need it, and even though I have it, but because I've shut down what I'm angry about, I've also shut down what I would love to give you because the problem with the locked door is that nothing gets out. So when you don't communicate, nothing comes out. Even positive things don't come out. Emotional rage leads to emotional abandonment. A person can come home to you every night, but they left you three years ago. So just because our bodies come home, that doesn't mean our emotions come home. Emotional abandonment is trauma, especially to someone who breathes in the air of your affection, asphyxiated by your silence, or because it has been years since you've touched them, laughed with them, or made them feel safe and secure. You didn't beat them or curse them. You just deny them emotionally. I was like, wow, that's deep. So I want to, I want you to ask yourself, are you emotionally unavailable? Here are some ways to tell. You may want to break up with that person every time you hit a rough patch. Hmm. Okay, we hit a rough patch. The relationship is over. You don't want to talk about the future. They want to bring up the future. You don't want to talk about the future. You don't involve your partner in your life. They feel like they're an outsider looking in because you don't make them a part of your life. You have self-centered behavior. You don't stop to consider the other person's preferences or happiness or even the health of your relationship. You avoid displays of affection. PDA makes you uneasy. The closer someone tries to get to you, the more you feel distant. You don't want to make any commitments. It feels safe to keep them at an arm's length. When your partner is direct about their feelings for you, it makes you feel unsure about everything. Perhaps you don't trust others because you don't trust yourself. You project your feelings of strandedness or abandonment onto those you date or in a relationship with. Your attempts to get close don't really pan out well, but there's always something holding you back. And you know what that something is? It's you. You're always trying to outsmart your own heart. You tell yourself it's safer to avoid getting close and burned, but typically it blows up in your face. Those who become emotionally unavailable are often the victims of their own logical and self protecting minds. You're so busy trying to protect yourself that you don't let anything in and you don't let anything out. 
Perhaps you look outside to others to show you love, but you don't put much, put much effort into showing love to others. You think of love as a kind of validation, but forget that you need to love others back with your words and your actions. You're stuck on past relationships. You can't get past the people you've dated in your past. They're in your past for a reason. And you're allowing those past relationships to take over your present and your future. And perhaps you are you just aren't willing to show your real self. So I want to offer you some tips to become more emotionally available. And the first tip is go back to the beginning. Where did your emotional unavailability start? Did it start with a dysfunctional family? Did it start with a bad breakup? Identify which emotions you try to avoid and shut out. What what emotions do you run away from? What emotions do you do you secure in this safe so that the other person won't experience them? Work on your patterns. Write down a list of the positive and negative traits of past partners. Do the same for family members or anyone significant from your childhood. And compare similarities and notice the themes. Identify your relationship character. Who do you become when you're attracted to somebody or when you begin dating or when you're in a relationship? Make note of the things that you say, do, or think. Noting in particular the things that are a real departure from who you really are and that also cause you to feel anxiety, resentment, or even deep pain. And get conscious about your habits. Spend a week or two evaluating your daily routine. How much of your time is spent being truly present and connected to you and your life? How much of your time is spent feeling pissed off but then feeling powerless to do anything about it? How much of your time is spent being and doing things that distance you from your emotions or that help you to avoid getting close to people? Make your partner's needs and feelings equal to yours. Doing this requires empathy and compassion for your partner's feelings, needs, and requests for closeness. Make a decision about your current relationship. Either commit to showing up or commit to being done. Figure out your biggest fears. Face it so you can move on from it. Unlearn or relearn communication. Most of us never learn how to properly communicate. We learn from our families and most families, as we know, are dysfunctional. Catch your negative self-talk and try to respond positively or at least realistically. You don't have to chase negative thoughts and then feed them with even more negativity. Let them pass. Even more importantly, start to truly listening to what is running through your mind each day and respond and correct it. Not every thought that you have is a fact. Majority of them are probably not factual. So just because you think you can't do something or something can't happen, it doesn't mean that you actually can't do it or that it actually can't happen. And be patient with yourself in the process. It's a lifelong process. This is not a quick fix or finish line. It's an evolution. So allowing you to become more and more you and less and less of your fears or conditioning takes time. And if you need to, grieve. If you never came to terms with a particular loss and whether that's a loss from a relationship or a loss from death or whatever, you know, a lot of emotions are blocking your good feelings and disrupting your sense of self and 
exacerbating loneliness and fear. So releasing the emotions and allowing you to process them will leave you feeling lighter and open to giving and receiving love, care, trust, and respect. And if this applies to you, stop living the secret life. Emotionally unavailable partners often have a secret life, a backup plan for when the relationship fails. They may have someone on the side because rejection is inevitable or so they think. A secret life with others help keep a safe distance in your current relationship. Your relationship cannot afford your secret life or side person. It requires you to offer complete transparency. And this may require opening up access to your computer, your texts, or whatever to come clean about any past feelings, past feelings of betrayal or mistrust. Maybe you project that onto your partner because you had those feelings in another relationship and be open to new experiences. Life will happen. It will hurt. It will feel amazing. That is for sure. But being available for it simply means you are present to experience it rather than avoiding it, clinging to it, fearing it, controlling it, or rejecting it. And spend time around emotionally available people. Spend time with people that raise you up, that inspire you to stretch yourself, but also people who demonstrate authenticity because they live by their values, even though theirs may be different than others. Make time for your partner. Place your partner at the top of your priority list. And this is done with your actions, not your words. Words may sound comforting to your partner, but without actionable follow-through, they are meaningless. So those are some tips that I want you to think about and try to practice if you're an emotionally unavailable person who is striving to become an emotionally available person. And you're not going to get rid of your all of your emotional baggage, but you just need to be healed enough that you can be conscious and be aware and present enough to differentiate between the past and the present. And there will be times when it feels uncomfortable to you because you want to revert back to what you used to do. And don't try something once or a few times and deem it useless because you didn't get instant results. It's not the case that you would do one or a few things and because it feels like it's a significant effort outside of your comfort zone or there's resistance, that the relationship should be hand-delivered to you in a silver bow. Strive to show up emotionally, not to be rewarded for doing it X amount of times, but because you want to live your happier life and be authentic and commit to healing the baggage behind the patterns. This means that you have to be okay with what commitment means. Make the decisions to do something even though you don't have an end-to-end plan nor do you even know every single step involved or how things are going to pan out between you and the person. But keep in mind, though, that what you've been doing so far emotionally doesn't work. It may be safe and familiar, but it's not going to get you anywhere. Time to change the patterns. And become emotionally available takes time and experience. It's really about the person you the type of person you're striving to be, your intentions and how you want to live up to them each day. And some days, as I said earlier, you may slip into your old ways. We're all human. 
Everybody does it. But if you consistently strive to show up and be present in your own life, instead of living in the past and doing variations of the same things and expecting different results, you will experience the cumulative effect of being a more open, compassionate, intimate person for you and for your partner. So I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Random Thoughts with Nicole L. Turner.